1: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1177. Was our money manager kidnapped? By Vitaly Katzenelson of contrarianedge.com. And I'm Dan, I'm your host here on the podcast, and this is where I read to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. And a happy Saturday. Thanks so much for checking in, for listening today. And I've got a post for you from Contrarian Edge. If you didn't know, we give away books on Instagram pretty regularly, so if you're not following us there yet, you can find us at Old Podcast. But for now, let's get to today's post as we optimize your life. Was our money manager kidnapped? By Vitaly Katzenelson of ContrarianEdge.com This had never happened before. Several clients reached out to us wondering if I had been kidnapped and someone else was making investment decisions in their accounts. The gist of their questions was, how you can go from making conservative investments to buying a dot-com-like stock that is losing money? How can this company even be a value investment? I was happy to get these questions for two reasons. First, it's clear clients are paying attention to what's going on in their accounts. I really want IMA clients to know what they own and, most importantly, why they own it. This is why I write long quarterly letters to them about their investments. And second, the questions have allowed me to measure the temperature of people's opinions about the company in question. What and who? Let me introduce you to our what, who, and how much framework. Imagine you're in 1998. This new internet thing is complete chaos. It's the Wild West. Wild West because there are a lot of possibly very profitable and certainly disruptive business models emerging chaos because it's incredibly difficult to see which business models and which companies are going to succeed. So in 1998, you don't know what and you don't know who. Fast forward to 2003. At this point, we can clearly see that advertising and classifieds dollars will shift online. We know what will happen, but we still don't really know who. The market is very fragmented and no obvious leader has emerged. Yahoo, Ask, Bing, AltaVista, MySpace, and Google are still duking it out for market share. Fast forward again to 2010. At this point, no one has any doubt that digital advertising is the future and analog, or paper, to be more accurate, is a relic of the past. Any ambiguity is removed from what and who is Google and Facebook, but I'll ignore Facebook here for the sake of simplicity. Google has become a verb, The company dominates search. Its biggest competitor at this point is Bing, which has a tiny, shrinking 2.5% market share. People are Googling, not binging. Google's scale gives it an enormous competitive advantage. The more data it has from past searches, the better results it can provide for future searches. Google made some brilliant decisions along the way. Instead of fighting Apple in its own domain, it gave away the Android operating system to hardware manufacturers. Today, Android powers half of the mobile phones sold in developed countries and 80% of phones globally. The problem is that with the exception of a very few moments in 2010, Google has looked statistically expensive on the basis of current or next year's earnings. However, if you look five or 10 years out, you'd have realized that digital advertising would be taking market share from analog and thus would double and then quadruple. Since Google was the who, its dominance was likely to grow, it would capture the bulk of the profit from growth of the search engine advertising market. If you looked at Google's earnings power through a spyglass instead of a microscope, it was insanely cheap and significantly undervalued, though it would not show up on a single value screen. Here is what we learned from this. When we see a tsunami of disruptive change, the what, we need to identify the who. A lot of times it is easier to identify the what than the who. For instance, we spent a lot of time looking at the legalization of online sports betting in the U.S. It's clear to us that this industry will explode, but we could not identify the who, a company that today we can clearly see will be able to capture a meaningful chunk of the profits in 5 or 10 years. A few years down the road, it'll be easier for us to see which companies will dominate that space. But we will have paid a price for this insight because the who will have appreciated a lot by then. At the same time, there will be a lot of companies that look like reasonable contenders but vanished from the map. So identifying the who is not always easy. Finally, how do you figure out how much? This is where it gets really difficult because you can't build models analyzing these companies with any kind of precision. You need to put your sharp pencil away and take out a crayon. Here is where the first three of our six commandments of value investing come to the rescue. First, margin of safety. Make sure you buy cheap enough that if the future is not as bright as you anticipate, you don't lose money. Which brings us to the second commandment. The true risk is not volatility, temporary gyrations, but permanent loss of capital, a stock declining and not coming back. And finally, have a long-term time horizon. When you look at the who in the industry, ask yourself five years out, what is my most conservative, most uncreative estimate of value? These types of companies have a good chunk of their value not in today's, but in future earnings. Using conservative estimates of revenue and earnings growth and giving them a conservative valuation multiple five years out, you can arrive at a worst case valuation. If your current price is not much different from this number, you have a margin of safety. You just listened to the post titled, Was Our Money Manager Kidnapped? by Vitaly Katzenelson of ContrarianEdge.com.
0: with some of the lowest prices out there. And keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. And that's going to
1: do it for today. Hope you are having a great one and a great weekend. And uh, thanks so much for listening. I'll be back here with you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.